we go. Top of the Maserati morning to you, sir. Top of the morning with Chavito. He's, he's, uh, he just updated the app. He's, oh, he's yeah. I already know you're talking shit. <laughs> was it all like your? No, I'm talking about fillers. No, I'm talking about fillers. Literally, oh. it took me a second to update the app. I'm like, literally, as soon as I updated, he invited me. All yeah, I said get, was, let's get he these updated the app. Ready. Oh, hold up! Oh, let me fucking it. Ugh. Forget. All right. I'm on a Stress that out. Let me I'm put my phone on focus mode. Oh, yeah, let me put my phone on disturb. That shit looks delicious. It smells. Like heaven sauce. Nigga, they didn't eat yet. Can you wait on eating or? Yeah. All right. Because this one's going to be long. I can already tell. What do you mean long? This one's going to cut like 50 minutes. No, it's not. It's definitely not. 50 minutes? Well, you got to be somewhere? Word. The fuck? I got to wake up at 5 tomorrow. So... I do I do actually got to be somewhere in a few. But I wanted to record. Where? Nigga, Where? Why y'all want to know? Literally, because nigga niggas agree to it, nigga. All up, niggas... all up, all up, all up, all up in my pot with no spoon. Fingers. Nigga, that's not, a fucking Mazda. He had a that's not the today. point. Niggas can't stick to a fucking death. I was asking Phyllis what happened yesterday, and he was hellbent on Alex isn't home. Alex, nigga, it does not matter mean? where Alex was, is at. Was, yeah, you I wanted to record. Yeah, I want. I was wanted to record, and then you dubbed it because you said Phyllis. That's a, like I don't know. Nigga, that was on Friday. Do so we need happened? an assistant? Wait, so oh, what happened yesterday? That's what I'm asking y'all. I literally yeah, asked Phyllis. I was, nobody, nobody at, told at Phyllis, me to record. I was. And Phyllis it. literally said, "Oh, Alex isn't home. Alex isn't. And does not matter what if is, this nigga's home is, or not." Yeah, what does that mean? I would have just. I literally broke it down. He's the one that needs to be home, not him. Yeah, like the fuck. Cause nigga don't like talking at Ubers, GG which honestly, a lot of y'all niggas don't like talking at Ubers. I don't know why. I really don't give a fuck. You know why? Cause they've been on some filthy shit. Like they'll that ass like say you wasn't wearing your mask because they tight that you was talking the whole time. That ass. All right. So what do you what do you guys? All right. So Phyllis had a good idea. Literally, we just started talking about this week and see where it goes because this is a long ass fucking week. Okay. I mean, I'm not gonna have a lot. My week was pretty. I mean. Yeah, my week was pretty fucking basic, but yeah. My week was non-stop busy from the moment I got up. Let's do the intro. I mean, how do you want to do the intro? We just say fucking, this is episode three or four skin. I got you, I'll do it. Damn, he had it. He was doing it. it. All right, run it back, yeah. How you doing, everybody? This is finally episode (laughs) three of fours and four skin. Why are you like? It's fine. You know what? Just leave the lab. It's fine. Get That's the, the intro. Get the smooth, John. Hi, everybody. How are you? Hello. How are you doing today, baby? You okay? I'm one of your hosts, Chavez. I'm Turd Free. It's Phyllis. I just Hello. don't know. I don't know why you don't go by your real name. <laughs> like, we literally address you as Alex every Phyllis, single yeah, time. Not here. Phyllis Diller. What you trying to say? <laughs> Phyllis Diller. <laughs> <laughs> Up, All right, so, week? well, Thanksgiving was this week, so how was y'all Thanksgiving? I know I was working. It was I, I had some tur- turkey heat. It was fire. It was that sounds awful. Nah, <laughs> it was, it was good. nah, 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 it was good Thanksgiving food. I'm not going to lie. I probably had the best sweet potato casserole I've ever had in my life. That sounds really good. I never had that, but it sounds really good. Son, son. So here's what happened, bro. They served me the plate, right? It gleamed. It gleamed. It winked at it winked at me, caressed my cheek, I kissed it on the mouth, and it was the best thing that ever happened. Instantly, de-virginized. Oh, you kissed that shit right on the lips. I kissed it on the nape of its neck. <laughs> bro, that's how the fucking Pernistin was looking at me this Thanksgiving, bro. That shit was gross. <laughs> the, the cuero. The cuero. The cassette. The Pernistin. The the pernal, bro. The, per- the, the turtle skin sound like a fucking colonizer. <laughs> well, I worked this Thanksgiving. So, you know. That sucks. Damn. I mean, it, I mean, honestly, it wasn't that bad after a certain point because I'm not going to lie, it started pretty shitty. Well, the day started pretty shitty. But it ended up turning into an awesome ass day. I can't lie. I ended up getting out of work early enough. 
you know. I saw, that, I saw, that, saw that bottle of Bombay. Oh, that was one I had gotten home. Pretty much I'm going to have to explain that now, but... <laughs> But basically, no, it was shitty at first, and it got better, and honestly, ended phenomenally. I really can't complain. Really over the moon about how it ended, to be honest. No pun intended, obviously, because you had dick riders. So what, it was a very thankful. Yo, was that Little Wayne in the background? What the fuck is with the lighter flicks? Like... I'm sorry, my lighter isn't working, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, going on. I was trying my best because I didn't know where my other lighters were. So, <laughs> yeah, I actually had to buy my own lighter after giving Phyllis like I don't even know how many it gave away on Monday. Like what, three or four? Probably. I still have it too. The shiny. Yeah, I, I gave away all my lighters on Monday. Man, why are you giving away lighters? Well, okay. Well, for the listeners don't know, we had like a little big, little not a big, but a little meetup with some. Some of my old, very close friends, and I wanted these two. <laughs> big, not, big, little, not big little, little, but big. big. <laughs> Bro, I'm not going to lie. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a meetup Monday. It was my boy's birthday, and I decided to, well, I wasn't smoking at the time. Well, I was 19 days clean before, you know, I got convinced to smoke. No but I gave all my lighters away to Phyllis. Don't make Literally it sound like you're a fucking addict, bro. Relax. Nineteen, bro, days, was 19 like, days off the wagon. Bro, he got pressure. <laughs> say what you're gonna say, Phyllis, because I know it's gonna be terrible. No, 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 we're good. We're good. <laughs> say what you're gonna say. This is gonna be awful. So just get out with. I'm good. I'm not. good. Anyway, so we had a little meetup. I rolled up like a quarter of weed, and Phyllis, for whatever reason, requested a gratuitous amount of fire for some reason for one man. Like, so I, I literally like took a, like all my lighters. Exactly. Like a fucking caveman discovering just like boom during that trip. Fucking Phyllis. You ever feel, the, you ever feel destructive while he's fucking flicking the lighter and just staring at the flame like a psycho? Phyllis is fucking Spongebob. <laughs> you know, I thought that joke was gonna bomb, and then you guys laughed, and I felt better about myself. Why do you need me to feel better about your shit comedy? It's not mm. shit, you know. It Bet is. you didn't expect that. Mm. Yeah. No, I'm my joking. nickname, my nickname in high school was Jigglypuff. All right, I had jokes. I mean, mine was Big I mean, Boo for Majin Boo. That was in, but that was at work though. Phil, you ever had a nickname? Uh, you ever had a nickname you went by? Yeah, it was Sen- brown, Senor. Senor. <laughs> all I did was, uh, all that they gave me was Phyllis Brown. Because, you know, you... <laughs> all, I did, all I did was Phyllis Brown. Phyllis Brown what? <laughs> I said... <laughs> so the only name they gave me was Phyllis Brown. And if you say it enough time, you it'll make sense. Well, you gotta okay, it. for anybody who doesn't have a brain, it's Phil- Phyllis Brown Dick. Okay, Phyllis, <laughs> Phyllis Brown Dick. Yeah, that's that's the joke. But uh, yeah, everybody used to tell him that, and it used to piss you off at one point. I do remember that. Why did it piss you off, Phyllis? I, I have no idea, but now it's like that shit's a blessing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I could I could imagine. Yeah, Mister uh, Welland, Mister Welland out over there. We're not doing dick talk this episode. <laughs> it's got to. Co- it always comes God, up, bro. It, it up, just. It up, is what it up, is. Zip up those pants. Put the cock. Wrap <laughs> up those fryers because I am sure hungry <laughs> for some cock. Anyway, it's funny. So, how did you get your nickname, Jigglypuff? Because I, how did you get that? Because I don't remember that. Uh, to be honest, I'm dead ass lying. I wasn't named Jigglypuff. They dead used to call me Sausage in high school. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why did they call you sausage? Because I have big ass fingers. Yeah, yo, what? you got some. Yo, you have some skillets for hand. We already went over how your hands are. You got the Wreck It Ralphs. Like them shits are thick. No I bullshit, got... bro. Hulk hands. I got Hulk <laughs> hands, bro. Man, I'm fellas, gonna... I wish you were working with us when I got my nickname, yo, at work years ago, yo. How Big Boo came about. So, 
I remember we were out of work. We were doing East River, and it was me, a few of my coworkers, and a few of my friends. We were sitting on the boat. We were just cutting each other's ass. And one of my boys at the time came out one of the deckhands saying, "Yo, you still wearing those? You still wearing the same dickies you wore when we were managing at McDonald's? Them shits had holes in it. They were tattered, bro. It's hard to fuck up dickies, bro. So you really got to go through some shit to fuck them up." Yes, sir. And they were the double niches, you know, the real thick shits that, like, you could barely fucking move in? Dumb shits. So then, you know, the classic, you see one nigga laughing. He literally points at me. He's like, I know you're not laughing, Majin Boo. I was like, okay, you got it. Cut his ass <laughs> afterwards. But then my boy, Marquise, when he was a deckhand, was like, he was fucking weak. He was dying I remember one of my boys dropped my Hershey drops. I don't know if you guys remember that candy. I was fucking livid. He dropped the whole fucking bag laughing. And Marquise came up with Big Boo. And after he came up with Big Boo, that's literally what I was known on that water for ever after that. That's literally how that started. Wow. Bro, it's a name I it's a name I embrace, bro. Especially when it came to like people talking shit and complaining and reporting, even though I did nothing wrong. Everyone you know would just give him did? big boo. You should have relinquished your weapon, bro. That is Shut the funny. Up. That is that is the funniest shit you guys have ever introduced to me ever. If you just try to cut ass on somebody and their retort is so strong, you just <laughs> I relinquish put, you just, my weapon. You just put down your sword. <laughs> just put down your sword. My fault, big homie. Please don't cut my ass. Didn't I tell you that the other day when I was coming home from the store, I was like, I relinquished my weapon. We, I said, to you, I forgot, I forgot what you said to me, and I, I snapped back so fast, and you were like, I relinquished my weapon, and I fucking lost my mind, bro. You it's know, funny. thinking about it, you know, we actually had this entire episode planned out, and it's honestly not going at all to plan, but I think that's for the better, in my opinion. I'm not Sound gonna very- lie. This sounds very natural. No Kylie Jenner. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean it's one of those things that I feel like if we plan it out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is, if we plan it out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, bro. I'm sorry. I just, I don't know. I continue. Is it my voice? <laughs> no, I don't. Whatever. Continue what you were saying. No, nah, but it's like we can't plan shit out. That's not us. You know, we're more like a natural, we follow like more of a natural flow. That's what I'm saying. We see where the conversation takes us. Like, we had this whole thing planned out of, like, trying to talk about men's mental health, what we do to cope, our experiences. And in all honesty, trying to, like, think of how to start that is honestly one of the hardest things ever. I'm not going to lie. I've literally been trying to figure out how to open up that because you just don't want to have a bunch of people listening and just, yeah, so this happened. I started legit. Um, I had... I actually had a, a small anxiety attack over the weekend during Thanksgiving break. And it was it was eye-opening, let me tell you. It was tough. So I, I went out with Vic to uh, a nice little bar called Tally's. And I had a sensory overload. It's, you know, it, it happens. I'm very introverted. So when I do go out too much, you know, it gets me, like, really overwhelmed. And I freaked the fuck out. I, I couldn't be touched. I didn't want to look at anything. I, like, you know, I started panicking. I, it was too much going on. And I, and I just was, like, trying to tell Vic how to help me. And I was so hard. And people don't realize that if you look at somebody, like, looking weird in the club or a bar, most of the time they're having a panic attack. I mean, I wouldn't go as far as saying most likely. I mean, they definitely probably just deal with something. I don't want to assume a panic attack because I've had my share of panic attacks, and that's definitely not how you got it. You know, you had a club or a lounge, and you see a bunch of dudes standing on the wall. You just could just stand on the wall. It's not because they have a panic attack. Maybe not a panic attack, but anxiety. You know, a little bit of social anxiety or, you know, maybe some, like, kind of music anxiety. If music is too loud, they start freaking out, you know. There's a lot that goes on with that situation. I know me personally when I like feel because I still deal with my panic attacks from the shit that happened to me from last year. It randomly comes and goes and I can't even tell you what induces it. It just fucking happens. But recognizing it is number one and honestly I literally just fucking close my eyes, take two deep ass breaths and just 
literally acknowledge what it is, it, a panic attack, and I just start slowly coming down. Obviously, it's never that easy. It's just I've been dealing with it for so long. It just ends up becoming something you could just manage. But it's not easy, especially when you're in the wrong environment. Especially when you're in the wrong environment. That's true. That is true. But me, honestly, bro, that social anxiety thing, I don't know. I just don't deal with that anymore like I once used to. It's odd. I mean, you you know, probably grow, grow out of it. You know, you think it's stronger. I mean, not grow out of it necessarily. It's like gaining that, I guess I want to say, love for myself and just getting that connection back. It's like a lot of that stuff that I was before, just I don't really quite deal with as much. I guess just because of how comfortable I am in my own skin that I really just do not care about the outside opinion. So just with that alone removes a lot of that anxiety. But I also noticed it when I had quit smoking. Just like being around a lot of people, just just the overwhelming, just, I don't know, like aura just from everyone. It just fucking overwhelms the show and it starts fucking me up. No bullshit. I mean, that's a... I tell you that though, that's a fact though, and I feel like a lot of men out there don't have, I guess, a little bit like what we have, and this is why one of the reasons we, you know, put this podcast out is because we talk about these things, you know, internally. But as I meet new people, I always ask other men like about their mental health and all this, and you know, they they barely say that they have a a, a safe space. I don't want to call it a safe space, but you know, just somebody to talk to about it. Because sure. in reality, us as men are told, you know, deal with shit and keep being mad, right? But in reality, you know, it's not that easy. Having somebody to talk to about it is amazing. Like, like I had one where I had to text Phyllis, like, bro, I'm losing my mind. I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, very overwhelmed. I'm, I can't breathe. Like, I feel, like, locked in a box. And he talked me down. And I feel bad when I, you know, get like that because I feel like it's affecting everyone around me. And I feel like I'm bringing down the mood and I don't try to because I, I would love to have fun. It's just I'm internally like panicking. And that's and fun. Like, Literally, I had I had the same thing happen to me. What was that on Thanksgiving when I was at work? Something that happened at work, which you guys know me and the audience can know. I do not get mad. And it takes a lot for me to really get mad. Because when I get, like, literally getting mad, I, it's not the, an emotion I dismiss. It's just an emotion that it takes a lot for me to get there. But when I get there, it's just, it takes a lot for me to calm down. I don't get violent or anything, but I could. But it's just something I've just learned to deal with as I've been growing and acknowledging what it could do and how to manage it, so to speak. But, yeah, I called Phyllis. I was like, yo, like. Basically explains him the situation and just trying to calm down just through simply expressing it. Now, don't get me wrong. There's absolutely nothing wrong with talking to somebody about your shit, expressing yourself freely. But I've come to learn, and as crazy as it might sound, you could do that on your own. 100% on your own. It's just you have to allow yourself the time to one process and really acknowledge what it is you're going through. And in time, you could do it. It just takes a long fucking time. Not only that, like, one, don't be afraid to, like, text or call your friends if you're, like, feeling some type of way. Because you'd be, you'd be surprised. You'll get through it pretty quickly talking through them. But at the same time, there is such a thing as trauma dumping. So people try to remember somebody may be going through something themselves before you throw your issues on them as well. Yep, I learned I learned that all too well. All too well throughout this year. To the point where, not that, see, this is the thing. See, trauma dumping a lot of the time, you don't realize you're doing it. A lot of the time. Because you end up having people that, that are like catalysts, so to speak, that end up pulling that out of you or it being naturally revealed from them without you not even doing anything or even trying. So a lot of the time, people are unconsciously just dumping all that on you and it's okay to speak up and let them know like hey you know it's this isn't the time or place like or can we do this at a different time but a lot of the time people feel obligated to do it by people and in reality that obligation that guilt is something a lot of people don't know how to remove from themselves because once you're able to remove that guilt 
you can end up helping in the ways that you can help without exerting yourself, so to speak, or putting pressure on yourself because it makes it even harder. If you really think about it, it makes it even harder because perfect example, one way I used to think all the time, right? You could come to me and tell me all your shit, but I'll be damned if I'm the one to tell you what I'm going through simply because it's not something you got to deal with, which in reality is completely wrong. In my opinion, it, oh, like no, from oh, what no, I've I, learned, I, it's completely wrong. No, absolutely. It's not. It's not. It doesn't have to be vice versa at that moment. Because don't get me wrong, if I'm in the lounge and you have one of y'all call me, I'm gonna tell you I'm in the lounge and I can't pick up this call right now. Like I'm, I'm busting down with that tail right now. Like, like I'll make the space and time, you know. And one of the things I I try to do most of the times when I call. Either one of you guys is, I give you a heads up about it. it's like, hey, you got the time right now? Hey, like, you know, you got a, you got a minute. It's got to air out some shit. If you don't, that's cool. You know, I just, I guess I just go and yell at myself or something, you know, just talk to myself a little bit, calm myself down. The thing about the thing the thing about this though, I mean, I'm not here to fucking lecture nobody, but no. the thing about that, honestly, is that if you're no bullshit, and this is just how I see it, if you're quick to pick up the phone and call someone else when you're going through it, I think it, you need to be able to at least sit with yourself for a little bit before you start doing that. Simply because a lot of the time when people are going through it, your body hasn't processed everything. Number one. And number two, you really don't know what it is that you're really dealing with unless you sit down and really look at it as a whole to see how it's affecting you, how it's bleeding into shit and what you need to do to just not change, but just like better the situation. But again, that that comes with a self-awareness that I'm not going to lie, at least from my experience of what I've done and from what I've seen from people and talk to people, it's something that it comes with the journey within yourself wholeheartedly and, that, and honestly that is true i tell you i never i always heard that you know like people suffer from mental health out there and this but me being one hispanic to being dominican that's the one thing we don't have in the dominican republic any therapist or any psychologist those doctors don't assist in uh dr i maybe two years ago three years ago maybe now probably some somewhere but this, these are things that were not exposed to me till recently and it, and it is true that, you know, sometimes you need somebody to talk to because it does get overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, I think I think instead of finding someone to talk to, I think the better words would be just a healthy outlet. I think those yeah. would be the better words to yeah. describe it because it doesn't always have to be a person. It doesn't. Mind you, people end up going to vices to run, drinking, smoking, whatever your little thing is. Well, not a little thing. I'm not trying to downplay it, but whatever your thing is, people tend to use that shit to run instead of just sitting in the shit and just really trying to figure it out. Because it's easier, way no, no. easier to be comfortable into what's... Exactly. To, it's easier to be comfortable. It's easy to be comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. You can and, also have your boosters, too. Like, for me personally, when I'm going through it and I don't really want to talk to anyone about it, I just kind of want to sit in it. I listen to music. It helps me out, like, amazingly. I just have, like, certain playlists for certain moods. Yes. And it helps out. I mean, Bro. me, I, I write. So I write and listen to music and read. That's a <laughs> rinse and repeat for me. I do the same fucking things anytime that shit's happening. Because when you write something down, you're literally having a conversation with yourself. So if you're able to just do that and just write your thoughts, put them on a piece of paper, you can reread it. You don't even have to reread it. Just get your thoughts out there. And it really, at least for me, helps sort out everything and at least pinpoint what it is. Because it's you coming out. It's you writing this down. It's nobody talking to you. It's literally you. So in terms of acknowledging what's going to be on that paper when you decide to reread it or you start recognizing what you're writing, it's literally nobody else influencing but you. So you're forced to at least acknowledge what's in front of you. And I think that's what a lot of people just don't either want to do or care to do. That's I why mean, that's, everyone I meet now, I just tell them to write. 
that's why that's why I like I actually you pushed me to write more and I did start writing more. And one of the things I noticed is that I have to reread because that at the end of at the end of the day is me on paper, and it just makes it helps me focus on what I need to focus. At the same time, like you guys said, you know, you go for you listen to music, you write. I go for walks, long walks too. Like I do anywhere between five six miles, <laughs> like all around. And I just literally just chill, you know, get some fresh air. I literally just run through the process in my head while walking. I'm not going to lie, bro. That's crazy. Walking five, six miles? Yeah, you must look, yo, you must look like a minotaur, bro. <laughs> bro. Your, your, bro calf, <laughs> your calves must be able to squish watermelons. <laughs> That's nah, crazy. It's, 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 I tell you this, it's been a tough year, bro. And just working a lot of shit out within myself and those walks, man. I look forward to them. And even, like you said, five, six miles, dude, my feet be burning because, you know, I'm flat foot at the end of the day. Oh, be back. I feel that. I feel <laughs> yeah, that, we're, all, we're all flat foot. I'm flat foot, <laughs> bro. If, I, if, I, if my feet are sweaty and I stand in a certain spot for long enough, you would think a fucking blob monster was walking on the floor. It's just flat. <laughs> That's yo, they, yo, they be suction cups. That's why we're fucking slippers, bro. We be walking, bro. We sound like suction cups sometimes. <laughs> it's not that funny. Bro. I'm like I a think, dog. I think I can deem this year the year of awakening for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. This has been, this I has mean, been a very I mean, eye, you this guys, has been an eye-opening year. I mean, you guys, I mean, and the audience can be the first ones to hear it now. Uh, you guys already know that's exactly what it's been for me. Exactly yeah. what it's been for me. Awakening, healing, growing, dying, rebirthing, learning, growing. And it's just been an endless cycle, but it's led me up to this point. And like I said, it wasn't all me because it did take help. You know, I always, and these days I... Prior to me in my little situation, well, for the people listening now, I pretty much went on like, I guess, a self-introspective journey to figure out why I didn't love myself, why I didn't feel much. But long story short, we made it. We're here. We're good. But a lot of that was I fucking lost my train of thought. Fuck. I knew this was going to happen. Shit. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. No. His shit, his no, shit was supposed to pull into 125th, derailed, ended up in fucking Roosevelt. <laughs> Bro, that's exactly what fucking happened. I can't stand when this happened. Damn, my memory is terrible because of all the weed I smoked. Not going to lie. To the point I just end up forgetting what the hell I was just saying. Oh. So basically, yes, this journey has been that, an introspective one, and it's literally been the year of awakening. I've learned so much shit about myself, got pretty in tune with myself, understanding my purpose, what I'm here for, and it's been fantastic, and I couldn't be more thankful. And again, I didn't do this alone. Yeah, I started this shit alone, but definitely got some help along the way. And and I still say it till this day, if I didn't get that help, I have no idea where I'd be at. Simply because even with everything I had done since last February, up until February of this year, I still didn't feel anything, didn't understand what feeling accomplished was like, still felt detached, still wasn't happy. And if I didn't get the help I got, I wholeheartedly believe I would not be at this point. I really don't. But that's just me. But it's definitely been an eye-opening year, and I've been trying to just, I guess, spread what I've learned from the people that I do know and the people that I do meet, which isn't much, because it is tiring trying to do that, simply because it's just not something people should be really trying to do, I guess. I mean, I wanted to ask you guys, what was, like, this year, 2021, your your, uh, lowest point? What are your lowest points this year? Ooh, that's a good question. I got to think of this one. I really got to think of this one because uh... I know exactly which point mine is. I think my, my lowest point of this year had to be tackling my family's trauma and their bad habits. And it was just, it was just venting after arguing, after venting, after communicating and then finding out that there's so many things wrong within my family within themselves 
that I never took the time to realize, like, yeah, I'm feeling bad, but holy shit, if only I knew what they were going through. And it was very, it was like, you know, trying to keep my, because I, Chavez knows my family's not really the tightest, you know, we, we Sorry. don't really, we don't really mesh well, but, you know, we're, we're trying. And the fact that we're trying is something, you know, it's nice. So, and that's, that's, the, and that's the beautiful thing about it is that there's always time to like really sit back, acknowledge. I mean, that's being empathetic. You know what I'm saying? Acknowledging what others are going through. You just can't hold that guilt to you. Because the second you hold that guilt to you, it's literally detrimental to yourself once you start doing that. Coming from somebody who literally spent his whole life feeling guilty about everything he did for people, even though I was for people. But the lowest point for me this year, bro. Huh. <laughs> I mean, I let you think to... of, while you think about that, let me share mine. Yeah, sure. So, uh, one of my lowest points this year was basically I went through some shit. You know, besides uh, what these guys tell you here, I'm a very nice person, very sweetheart, <laughs> everything. But, but what do you mean <laughs> by what we tell you? <laughs> you know, but at the same time, you know, basically I went through some shit and I felt like, you know, when you guys have so much love in your heart and it basically gets stabbed and that now that love is just out leaking, you know, and you don't know where to put it. So you just run. You start running. You run for months. You you basically so just start acting crazy because you don't want you don't know where to place that anymore, you know. So basically, like this, it was this summer, and man, what a ride! And I, and I basically just just kept doing whatever the hell I wanted, regardless of it, man, ill to myself. You know, no ill to others because I respect other people, but mostly ill to myself. And um, just basically went through it. And I placed that love that was basically leaking out my heart and placed it within myself. And now... I'm so sorry. Bless you. Bless you, man. I thought you was crying for me. Nah, I was was (laughs) (laughs) I felt so uh, bad. I was like, fuck, this is a bad time. He was crying, guys. He was crying. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and basically, you know, I placed that love within myself, man. And now I'm started. I'm starting to like learn. Like, you can't run away from your shit. Eventually, either now, later, twenty years down the road, you're gonna have to sit down with yourself and deal with this at some point. You know, you don't want to be seventy-five to like eighty-five and not be able to deal with something from years ago, I think that's one of the worst feelings because now you are able to do something about it. You know, when you get to that age, you just can't, you know? I mean, a lot of people just struggle with that in general. Like, <laughs> number one thing people can do is sit with themselves. That's the number one thing people can do. <clears throat> Whether they want to fucking believe it or not, they'll tell you they can, but in the reality of it, their actions and the way they speak literally project what the reality is and they can't because somebody could say yeah i could be alone yada 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 but you're either in constant communication with somebody or you're literally getting fucking drunk or you're getting fucking high when you actually have that time alone you're not really sitting with yourself really taking in your thoughts and your emotions how you really feel because there's a lot of unhealed shit there there's people that deal with detachment they can't fucking break away or it's simple. It, it's, it's just the mentality that they have around it, yeah. so to speak. I, and I'll tell you like, this much, guys. Being alone, it's great. Being being able to be sit alone with yourself, it helps you, believe it or not, to be with other people. Like I tell I tell people all the time, like you you and Chavez has also told me this as well at one point in time, because let's be honest. I wasn't always this kept together. I was shambles, let me tell you, a couple years ago. It was bad. Chavez knows. Yeah. But <laughs> if you love yourself, you can love someone else wholeheartedly. And it's a beautiful thing. Because you love yourself, you're able to give someone that affection because you, you, you know where that compassion comes from, that empathy. It's, just, it's a nice thing. It's good to learn to be by yourself and learn to be everything for yourself because you, you can't be with someone else if you can't be with yourself. It just doesn't work. I, th- 
I think with me, what I've learned is that everything starts and ends with you. And I say that in the most broad sense, but it's literally the reality of it. If you do not have that love for yourself, you won't be. And this is from my experience, my journey. Everyone's could vary, but coming from someone with no emotions, no real feelings outside of anger, sadness, when I was able to attach with my inner self again, literally what I've noticed is that if you don't love yourself, you won't be able to feel that love that's around. You won't be able to acknowledge it. You won't be able to genuinely love somebody else because there will always be some type of stipulation in your head that's attached to that. So if you can't do that wholeheartedly, there's always like an excuse. There's not, oh, look, people come and go. It's, you know, people come and go. It's for them to teach the lessons and go. Or it's, there's just no understanding, I feel. But it starts and ends with you. And if you're not good, it will literally bleed into all of it. Your career, your relationships, whether platonic or not, it will bleed. Whether you like it or not, or you do it knowingly or not. And that's coming from experience. But I think for me... (sighs) Sorry, I don't know why I feel... You you okay? You all right? Yeah, I don't know. No, I feel dead-ass congested. (laughs) Not a lot. I thought you was... a lot of brotherly love, man. I oh, no, 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 you'll know, you'll know when I start crying, yeah. trust me, and it, I, I it wouldn't you, be, I thought you were, I thought you were balling tits, well, I, I'll go in deep here, so, <laughs> I'll go balls deep, then, fuck it, so, I think, I think no my lowest deep. point had to have been, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, I think, I think my lowest point had to have been, I think, around the time when I first started working. So around the time I first started working, I literally felt like I was like, you know what? I'm ready for whatever comes next. I hit a point with myself internally where I'm ready for whatever the fuck comes my way, right? And the shit that did come my way was something I thought I was ready for and I wasn't. And I'll be honest, um... It went from somebody pursuing me, that not working out, me, you know, literally if at the time it felt like it was me versus the world, essentially, simply because of what I was standing up for, because I see the good in all things, regardless of what it may look like on the outside looking in, which a lot of people like to do. So that didn't work out, and it made me, for whatever reason, run for comfort. And in the worst, worst, worst fucking ways. And I was forced to basically sit alone, whether I liked it or not. I was forced to sit alone, figure out how to heal and comfort myself. Because that outlet or that option was completely off the table. One, simply because I didn't want to even bring that to anyone, number one. Number two is exactly what I said. If you're not good as much as you think you are, you're always growing. You're always learning. But humans naturally just think, I guess, I I don't know, call it ego, call it what you want. But I guess us naturally just simply think once we achieve something, we think that's the end of it. As if there's not more to do or there's not more growing and learning to do. So literally, I went through... Two straight months from the beginning of, well, whenever I started working this year, all the way up until damn near mid-November, every day, going to work crying, crying at work, crying on the way home. Couldn't cry in my house because of how it was, but, you know, that got fixed, thankfully, out of that situation, but that literally, I felt like I was regressing. I felt like I was going back. I felt like pretty much everything I had done up until that point, not that it didn't matter, is that it wasn't about to matter simply because of how I'm acting and how I'm reacting and how I don't have clarity, how I feel unstable for somebody who's always feeling stable to just start fucking tweaking. And literally God in the universe made sure I was alone to figure that shit out on my own. And Took two and a half, almost three months of that shit, and I realized where I went wrong. I realized where I went wrong from the very beginning, and not in the sense of right or wrong, but just in the sense of holding myself accountable for my actions, which, in my opinion, not a lot of people do. 
Because like you said, people end up dumping traumas or it ends up coming to bleed out. A lot of the time, people don't do it knowingly. But me, being as aware as I am, felt so bad about what I did. I don't know. I just felt like I couldn't forgive myself. And that's what made me feel like I was regressing. Because instead of embracing myself and understanding what I'm going through, I was simply holding guilt towards myself for something that I did unknowingly most of the time. And then I had to have outside while well, my therapist basically put me on and said, oh, look, you just naturally give too much. So I realized exactly what was going on and where it was coming from. And that shit ended up, like I said, it was pretty fucking low for me, at least this year. But it ended up making me hit a point where I realized I don't need anyone but myself to heal, to comfort, to love. I don't need anybody in this fucking planet. Obviously, I love my family to death. I love you guys to death. But at the end of the day, I love don't too, fucking boo-boo. need anyone but me. Right, it's kind of and... crazy to say that. I say I love you too, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I already said I love you. You already know the love is there. I love you too, bro. It's a fact. I love all of y'all. And it's a fact, though. When, Like like you said, sometimes the world, the world forces you to be alone. You have to listen to that and be by yourself and you know, just chill, mm-hmm. you know, and just listen. Because if you don't, it's going to force you at some other time. Things are not going to go right for you because of it. Because you need to sit alone. You need to breathe. You need to process shit to continue Aye, forward. bro. Aye, a, lot of, a, lot of the, a lot of the time, <laughs> this is the thing, though. A lot of, just like you said earlier, Phil, a lot of the time, men, as us, naturally to the status quo, it, we're not in tune with our emotions. I can sit here and say I'm 100% into my emotions and I accept them and I express them. If I got to cry and you guys have been around it plenty of times, I'll just start fucking crying. It's not that I'm sad. It's not that I'm depressed. It's literally my body processing whatever the fuck just happened or something could have happened a day before or two days before. And now it's time for my body to process it. It's like they say the body is always lagging behind the mind. Your mind is always ahead of your body. But people don't recognize that shit and they end up rushing that process and end up getting in other situations or jumping into relationships that they're not even fucking ready for. I mean, sometimes you have to stay in the fucking shit. No lie. You have to stay in it and realize and humble yourself there, you know? I mean, it will not. The thing is, the the stuff like that is not meant to humble you, it's meant to teach you. But if the lesson if the lesson humbles you, then I mean I don't know. That just sounds like a little fucking arrogant. Like I don't know, bro. If a lesson's humbling you, I don't know. I don't mean like in an arrogant way, you know. It just sometimes you do have to sit there and think about all the things you've done and where all the uh, steps you have taken. You know, that I mean by humble, you know. Yeah, I get what you're saying then. Well, essentially, like, reflect. Being able to reflect and, look, to me, the way I see it, you know, everyone's on a set path, right? There's no right or wrong. Obviously, within reason, everyone knows murder is wrong. Don't be stupid and be like, yeah, he's saying right or wrong. Obviously, it's the, 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 the. no, because I already know there's probably a smart ass or two that's already thinking that right now. Wait, can, we get a mic, can, we get a, can we get a mic check? Can we get a mic check? A check. Yeah, <laughs> mic we're check. good. You're good. All right. I'm breaking up a little bit, that's why. Oh, am I really? Yeah, just a little bit. A little laggy. Oh, man. It's probably this fucking shit. But is it better now? Shit. Yeah, it is better hey, now. Good, good, good. Yeah, so... Fuck, I might check one, about? two, one, two. <laughs> what were we talking about, bro? <laughs> no, like, sometimes, like I said, we have to sit in our own shit, man. As much as it sucks, it stinks, you don't want to be there, sometimes you have to let it settle. It's not even. It's not even. Let it settle. (laughs) Just again, you just have to be okay with being uncomfortable. Because comfortable is wrong. Comfortable was where you go back to habits that hindered you. You need to be able to break out of the cycles because that's essentially what you're doing when you when you start doing shit that you're not comfortable with. You start slowly breaking cycles that you've kept on yourself for God knows how long. Because you start experiencing new things, expose yourself to new people. It's always a new experience something you're not used to doing. 
Exactly. Keep and keep an open mind when you go to these things and meet new people as well. Just because you went through something bad doesn't mean every situation after that has to be bad. You know. And that comes from unresolved and unhealed trauma, which a lot of people carry. But you know. I know, but this is what I'm saying. You got to stay in your shit sometimes and realize this so you can move forward as a person. Yeah, but it's not something that it's not as easy as saying that. Like, like oh, I was, no, oh, that's what I was saying before. I'm, I'm saying like men, in the men, simplest form possible. This shit is fucking tough. Holy a lot shit. of the time, though, with at least dudes, again, there's a status quo. We're not allowed to be emotional. We're not allowed to show our feelings. It's just a standard that's held to dudes that we end up doing to ourselves. But ever since I was a kid. I was always against that. I always thought it was stupid. And I try to create that. And I've done it from a very young age is create that space for the people that I so happen to be around. So whether you're a female or a male to fully express who you are. Fully express because people don't have that space. If you were just given that space like myself, God knows what you would fucking learn about yourself. God knows how fucking much you could grow. If you're just given that space to just be yourself, because a lot of people, a lot of the time, just to be around certain people have to be a certain way, which is annoying because we all know somebody that is a certain way when they're around certain people. It's never consistent across the board. Obviously, you have to use discretion depending on what the environment is. But for the most part, you can mostly recognize that. And that's where people end up having it fucked up. Because they think in their heads they're not good enough or they're not they're not fit to be in that particular setting. It's all just again insecurity within oneself. So literally fucking rant about this shit for hours on end. OD, OD. Probably honestly. And we have a lot of experience. Not I say personal experience in this, and we deal with it in different forms. And you just gotta find your own form as well. Yeah, definitely. Like, there's there's ways anybody could go about doing this, but it simply just has to start with you. Nobody's going to come in and do it for you. And this is where a lot of the time people get in that attachment or think someone else is going to do it. No one's going to heal you. Nobody's going to come fucking save you. That is the reality of it. Nobody's going to come fucking save you. And no matter how long you fucking think somebody, your Prince Charming or... What is it for a dude? What do dudes get <laughs> instead of Prince Charming? <laughs> we get bills. I don't fucking... <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. All right. Relax. They said we get bills. I don't know. Or, 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 are we waiting for our Cinderella or our Ariel? Whatever the fuck it might be. Okay. Joe? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not looking for a whore, bro. <laughs> I already found my Aerith. I already found my Aerith. <laughs> But nah, like, that's what ends up happening is that people want people to come in and fucking heal them, and that's not the case. And I would be a liar if I fucking sat here and was like, you know, it would be, and I had that same mentality. There was at one point during the year where I was like, yo, I'm tired of doing this alone. I'm tired of fucking figuring this out on my own. I would love for somebody to come help. But in reality, it was just no matter how bad I wanted that, Literally, my path made sure I learned that that is not the case at all. And that's what I was saying earlier, that everyone is on a set path. It's about, obviously, there's no right or wrong when it comes to your path, but your decisions will move you to an alternate path. But at the end of the day, no matter what path you went on that's off the beaten, off the main trail, it will always lead you back there because it's meant to teach you in the ways for you to learn. And me personally, unlike most people, I have to learn in the hardest of ways. That's literally my life. And I accept it 100% because I'm a stubborn fuck. And I accept that and I acknowledge that. And literally, this know, is the only, these are the only ways I'm going to learn in the hardest bro, No crown, uh, crown Royal, no White Hennessy, no Hennessy, no Hennessy XO, no Purple Kush or whatever you want to call it. Ain't literally... Yeah, day. none. And I, I'll oh, be the first one to say oh, it. Early, that's, earlier that's, in the that's year. That's what you were doing. I was like, why is he naming alcohol? <laughs> and, and, and weed strains. That, I mean, I, I did like, that earlier in the year. I think it was around, <laughs> what, April? Not April. It was around May. I think it was April, May. 
I was smoking a ton simply because I didn't understand how I felt for another individual. And me personally, as me, if I can't understand how I feel, I simply just go to the source and I simply address it. Now, granted, I've learned some things are better left unsaid, 1,000%. Absolutely. Things are just meant to be, you know, kept within you. But to be shared. But I'm not everybody. I'm me. And if this is how I need to be, I will be me 100% unapologetically, 100%. Simply because all I ask is for clarification or just a conversation. Especially with me at the time. I didn't fucking know how the fuck I thought. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. A lot of this stuff with emotions and feelings is new to me as wise I'm as wise as I might sound or might seem I'm still learning a lot in terms of emotions and myself but I've also learned a lot to also teach which you know I do with you guys I do with people that I know at work you know people that I so happen to come across it's a fact but that doesn't mean that's something bad and that's the problem with a lot of people is that they think their actions are a negative Obviously, there are wrong things to do. Like, you can't just fucking hit somebody up and fucking take all your anger and rage out on them just because you're going through shit. Obviously, that's wrong. But relying on somebody to always be there to talk is completely wrong. Because, one, you're holding them to a fucking position that they never signed up for. You know what I'm saying? Nobody ever signs up for that. Nobody's your babysitter. Nobody's your mother. Nobody's your father. That's why I try to tell you nobody, and that's why I said it, nobody's going to come help you unless you decide to take the steps necessary. That's a fact. And what I did was just use weed to run because I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to feel. I got tired of crying. I got tired of being confused. So I just made sure I was high 24-7 from sunup till sundown, no matter what. So I did not have to deal with it because I was just tired of dealing with everything alone, not understanding anything. But, like, once, once again, you was forced to, to be alone. Once I recognized that I was abusing it, <clears throat> I took a step back. And I took a temporary hiatus from smoking at that time. Ended up figuring that out, healing that trauma, understanding that. It's all a process. And the thing is, a lot of people just don't have enough compassion for themselves. That's the number one thing is that if you really listen to how people speak about themselves or how they do things, you realize people lack compassion for themselves not realizing the damage you do the way you talk to yourself you know when you call yourself names or you know you say things like i have to do this i have to do that i have to do this without even acknowledging what you've done or being compassionate like oh well i did this and i'm gonna get to this Remember, guys, it's like being a kid again. You ask, you gotta ask yourself why you have to do something. Ask yourself why. You you remember as a kid when you used to question everything? Why dad? Why this mom? Why dad? You know why this? Why that? Just ask it's yourself. The same, why. almost the same exact thing. You know, you gotta, you gotta be able to. You have to sit there and ask yourself why. So to give an example. Let's just say um, Phyllis calls me, I don't know, Phyllis tries to call me stupid, right? For whatever dumb reason he has the balls to say some retarded shit like that, he calls me stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And for whatever reason, I fucking snap. Like, without even, like, thinking about the context, like, oh, fuck you, and I just lash the fuck out. Little, and then you got to be able to just, well, why did I lash out that way? This is just an example. Why did I lash out that way? Oh, well, I lashed out that way because, you know, if you really sit there, you could really pinpoint it. You just have to be able to want to do it. It's not easy, and it's not something that people could really face head on. But it could be like, well, you know, it reminded me of when, you know, my intelligence got shit on when I was growing up, when I knew what the fuck I was talking about. So in that moment when he called me stupid, it triggered me into just reacting because it brought me back to a time where I was mistreated for actually having intelligence. And a lot of the time people can't do that. And it's something that I think people should try to do more 
because you can really, really, really understand yourself on a deeper level, on a visceral level, if you could actually be able to sit there and just pinpoint how you're reacting. But you really have to, you have to really just get attached with yourself again. Everyone has a level of detachment in them. And it's to the inner child, it's to their inner them. It's, it gets detached to a certain degree. Simply look how we were raised, our generation. Our generation was all raised the same way. Either not enough love or abandonment, or which turns into attachment issues, which turns into self-destructive behaviors and not feeling like you're good enough, developing a lack mentality. Everyone is the fucking same to some fucking degree, whether the listeners here want to accept it or not. That's literally the reality of it. And a lot of the time, people just don't recognize it because they either don't have the space available for them to really be themselves, to really start recognizing who they are, or they just don't have that person to just really sit back and teach them. And that's where I, you know, pop up. (laughs) If you so happen to just, you know, pop up here in my life. (laughs) But I digress. Oh, man. This is all true, man. I tell you, deal with shit at the end of the day. You are, you're just preaching. You're not even saying anything. <laughs> you're just literally, preach, literally hyping I it mean, up in the fucking gave, back. You, at the end of the day, you gave all the example. I'm just preaching, man, because at that point, is, it is true what you're saying. It's like, you know, we have gone through all our personal experience differently. But at the same time, it's, you know, you're speaking facts about it. It just starts with little things. And and then once you get started, just don't stop. Sometimes it's hard to keep going, but, you know, it, it helps. I mean, out. at least for me, it excites me. Like, at least with, uh, what, with what I'm doing, it excites me because I want to keep learning. I want to keep growing. I want to keep seeing what's in me that's not good, that I could fucking heal now so I could be good for the world. Simple. Simple as that. That's, I think that's pretty fucking clear and straightforward. No, it's true, though, because it's like, just like you said, like, uh, growing up all my life, I had this monumental amount of pressure put on me that I was, I always had to be better three times, four times as better than anybody in my path. Is that uh, going to college, in, on, in a job, hustling, I always had to be better. So I always carry this weight on my shoulders that it didn't need to be there because at the end of the day, I know what I'm capable of. But, you know, the pressure from, you know, your parents, from your um, siblings, from basically any any part of your life that you feel uh, uh, pressure incoming from, you carry that with you. And a lot of that stuff, honestly, you have to let go. Because at the end of the day, only you yourself know what you're capable of doing. And if you're not capable of, you know, doing something, you can figure it out. But at the end of the day, you can't, you're not going to fully understand unless you practice it. And uh, that's right. What about you, Alex? You've been quiet this whole time. Look, I've just been observing, man. To be honest, there's nothing you can't learn out there. And sometimes lesson from here is you just got to be quiet and pay attention. You'd be surprised what you can gather from what other people say. Exactly. That's, that's literally, it's, it's almost like just hermiting, sitting, taking a step back, just being with yourself and just observing and listening to what's around you and just staying kind of like a little hermit. <laughs> you, can, you, can never, you can never really know a person. If you're always just listening to respond, you never really listen to attain information. If you're always talking back, how are you going to know about that person? Sometimes it's best to just stay quiet and let let a person talk. It's all right. Not everything has to be about you. And that's okay. (laughs) That's something else I also had to learn. Sometimes things don't need to be responded to immediately. Sometimes you need to really just take a step back and really let things sit before you react. Because, again, a lot of the time when you're quick to react, it's just you being triggered and you just reacting instead of really taking in what just happened and really 
taking the time to acknowledge and respond accordingly. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah, boys. You guys are right. And I did a lot of reacting in my life. And I think huh. reacting. I can, oh, God. <laughs> Me and you both, honestly. <laughs> I think I think everybody has had a guilty situation where they uh they just reacted out of pocket for no reason. Yo, I you got can't, pl- I got I got plenty of those this year. You plenty. can't sit here and tell me. I mean, look, to be honest, I'll give you guys a little insight because you know not everybody's perfect. Uh, I was explaining something to Chavez about one of the episodes and he freaked out and I was trying to tell him like what are you why are you freaking out for relax. And he didn't let me really like get out what I was saying, but the reaction was just like, whoa. Even, like, Phyllis kept yelling behind, like, an angry mom in a 1980 Volvo. (laughs) But it was just, and it's just, you know, like, but I didn't get, I I didn't get angry. I controlled my reaction as well. Those two lessons there. And I didn't freak out. I just, you know, I understood maybe I don't know what he's going through. He could probably could be upset about something, and I'm here gonna get upset too. Like that's not gonna help him. I'm not, I can't. I can't add on to his stress. Vice See that versa. that literally fell into a big misunderstanding of communication. That's why I am big on communication. Like yeah, if man. I fuck up, I'll be the first one to say I fucked up and do everything in my power to try to make it right. That's why but I had a referee I... between y'all because I know both of y'all, and that wasn't it. <laughs> but with me. But with me, when I know I fuck up, I learn to remove that guilt from myself because I learn to forgive myself. Things happen, and if things happen and you feel like you fucked up, you got to learn to forgive yourself. Accept that shit. Which is not. There's a difference with accepting it and forgiving yourself. Accepting it is just literally, it's in the word. It's accepting of what just happened. Of course, accepting Forgiving yourself is acknowledging what happened. Having the compassion to really sit with yourself and apologize for what happened and not hold it against yourself. Exactly. But again, me, big on communication. And I, again, when I fuck up, I'm the first person to fucking own up to my shit and adjust as such. But a lot of the time, people end up doing shit without fucking knowing. A lot of the time, you do it. Alex does it. Everyone yeah. does it. Yo, everyone yo, does something. Everyone. Yeah. That is just an unknowing fucking thing. But the difference is, is that, again, I'm very communicative. I have an open door. Like, if any of that happens, it's never just the end of it. It's just talk to me about it and get that clarification so people could both be on the same page. And, again, a lot of people don't have that type of company around. We know it from just the people around us. We know that for a fact. Straight up. Bro, we will, at the end of the day, as you know, you need friends to uplift you. You need friends to check you, too. Because yeah. if you go unchecked in this world, you're going to have a big problem the day somebody checks you. Oh, yeah. I know that from fucking experience, not of my own, but in my own situations. <laughs> <sighs> Well, boys, I think we're we're charting to an end here. You know, I feel like this episode was a little all over the place, but you know, I'm glad we finally got something hey, out for the people. It was nice. I, it was I, nice. Yeah, it was. It was a different side of us. You know, we ain't all about dick talk at the end of the day. Understand yeah. the name and everything, but you know, we're human. We're men, and a lot of uh, men issues are not really posted out there. You know. Yeah. Like the first two, kept, like the the first two episodes were, you know, to get to know the comedy side of us. The third episode is to get to know the real us, us, the people behind the mics. I mean, even though there wasn't really, I mean, there wasn't really anything specifically said, but I think the messages and the lessons will resonate with at least a few people. I think that listen to this. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, That's man. By the way, we apologize for not, you know, recording last week. Yeah, blame blame, blame Phyllis. Blame okay, Phyllis. Okay, no, no, no. We're 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 gonna we're gonna go in order who to blame. We're gonna so, blame. So so basically, I'm not, we were I'm not to blame at all. Yes, I yes, never yes. did a thing. Okay, so basically, we were supposed to record last what Saturday. We were supposed to record, but I was so exhausted from work, it ended up being postponed till essentially Monday. This past Monday, 
But then this past Monday, it, just like I said earlier, it was an invitation to see people I haven't seen in years. I was very excited to see, and I could introduce, you know, Phyllis and Alex to these people that I, you know, have a ton of love for. Absolutely. We love part them of my family. As a listener. Yeah, love if you guys them. are listening, you know, they love you guys as much as I love y'all. So that was Monday. Then I had to work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, which, you know, couldn't didn't really have the time. Friday came through, and then Phyllis was like, hey, you know, I know we said Friday, but, you know, <laughs> let me go to this restaurant. Let me go to this bar. Let me just go the fuck out because, you know, we didn't have any obligations. Yeah. So then Friday came and went. Yesterday, Saturday, have no fucking idea. I was available to fucking record. Everyone was MIA. Nothing yeah, happened. Busy. It's a busy week. Yeah, this week was literally – I had – I literally was running on nothing but adrenaline and nicotine. I shit you not. I don't know how the fuck I got through the week, but we fucking did it. And we finally got this episode out. And I'm very excited for everyone to give it a listen. Me too, man. And I don't, I don't understand. Chaba said that this, this was not organized, but I think this was a really good episode, honestly. That last sentence fucked you up, huh? Yo, all right. We, I think we're done here, bro, because we're essentially <laughs> no, sorry, we're, we're, we're critiquing the episode and, within the episode. And episode, I know, I know, I know. episode three, sorry, that guys, is yes, a... Shut up. That's a wrap. Bye, guys. Yo, we...